0: Nate, I came as fast as I could, man. Um, what the crap? So, he found me. I don't know how, but he found me.
1: And yes, so now I have basically nothing below the neck. The life support machines here in the med bay, though? Awesome. Really good quality. But I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to help for a little while until they get me some kind of body. Right now, I'm kind of just a head.
0: Okay. Okay, um, first, this is probably why it wasn't smart that you become the, you know, the figurehead of our commercials, like I tried to tell you.
1: Not funny, not funny, not funny to use figurehead. I bet, you know, I just, I, I wanted to promote the place and such. Probably not a good thing that I, I didn't change my name in the directory either, but I mean... How likely was it he was going to come back and find me at the exact same place where the crap went down? I mean, come on.
0: Your face was plastered all over the billboards. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah. All right, well, either way, I mean, I've got my government-sanctioned health care and everything, my palpacare, so it's okay, they're gonna take care of me, Um, they're gonna get me set up with a, a droid body, I'm looking at kind of protocol droids right now, because they're you know, kind of human shaped, so um, I should be good, I should be good in the near future, nice and, and shiny new body to go with this head that will still be the face of the casino, so we don't have to redo any of the advertisements. Oh,
0: okay, Um, I mean, if it were me, I would have probably went with like one of the uh four armed robot bodies, you know, kinda like General Grievous. That's just my just what I would have went with. I will be fluent in over six million forms of horrible puns. All right. I thought you already were, but you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm glad like that you're, right now. I'm I'm glad that you're uh looking on the bright side. I think it's probably mostly all those meds they're pumping into you, but you,
1: you'll you'll never have to worry about me taking a crap in the vault again because I won't have any of those parts.
0: Okay, well, um pretty sure the vault's been destroyed as well. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with the Wookiee, but yeah, we'll we'll get all that worked out. You just um, rest, I guess.
1: On the plus side, though, he was walking down one of those corridors, you know, those ones with the weird... I don't even know what they're for. You know, the little corridors with the lights all over the place that that Skywalker dude was walking in a couple years ago? And, uh, yep, flip the right switch and... He was right out there, and this time, I got rid of the weather vane so he couldn't grab it. So no more need to worry about the wookie.
0: Though I guess I've kind of learned my lesson. Uh, also I think that's murder. But you know, once again, we can just worry about these things later. Don't, don't stress don't, yourself right now, dude. Don't worry. I'll just claim I'm a droid. They won't charge me. They don't charge droids with murder. They might, you know, shut you down. Just, you know what? Just let, let's just start the show. Okay. Enjoy, Enjoy your stay
1: at hey, What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fun club. Don't
0: get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino, your destination for Star Wars gaming and collecting. I'd like to thank you for visiting our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds, and I'm the administrator of this facility and your host, Michael Morris, and with me, even if he's just a a head, Nathan P. Butler. Hey, everybody down here! Yep, everybody give him a hand. And the feet. <laughs>
1: and the leg and, and the torso <laughs> and everything else, yeah.
0: Any, we're starting a collection, any uh, any, any body parts would, would really be good.
1: Ollie, the glasses
0: weren't broken,
1: though. He was nice in that regard. He didn't hit me in the face. <laughs> Excellent. That's really,
0: really strange, but, um...
1: He thought I was pretty. In fact, he actually kept saying I had a pretty mouth, so maybe it's a good thing I dropped him when I did. I didn't know you spoke Sriwook. He just spoke basic. It was just with a really weird accent. Ah, uh, did he have a lisp? Yeah, a little bit of a lisp, and he kept calling me a pretty.
0: Ah, he must have been written by Timothy Zahn then. All right, man. So lots of crap that's been going on lately.
1: <laughs> well, that's a positive way to put it. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, lots, lots of news, lots of things mm-hmm. happening, uh, particularly on the gaming side of things. It seems like we've got. A little bit of Battlefront, uh, kind of uh, headaches going on. We've got some uh, May the 4th stuff. We've got uh, the Force Unleashed news of all things. Some X-Wing. I mean, there's quite a bit of new stuff from the gaming side this time, as opposed to recent weeks when we've been like, hey, here's one piece of
0: news. That's all, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's good. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you want to start with then, man? Uh, I'll
1: tell you what, let's start with the bad. Let's start with the, the negative side. Okay. Which is Battlefront. Not saying Battlefront is bad, although after playing a lot of Destiny again recently, I'm reminded of what a competent first-person shooter is, um... They did some kind of cool stuff recently where they did another of those automatic login giveaway things for May the 4th. They Mm -hmm. did a thing where if you logged in on May the 4th, you got 4,444 credits, a nice substantial amount uh, just for logging in. And this time it actually worked for me. Last time it didn't. I logged in repeatedly on the time where they said you'll get the free stuff and got absolutely nothing. Uh, What apparently is popping up now, though, is that they've been updating the HUT contracts and they're not always working. The current issue is that some of the hut contracts, uh, as you're tracking how many of each thing you're getting done, some of them track just fine. As soon as you get done get it, getting whatever it is done that you need to get done, it will pop up, ding, you know, you've completed this, you've just unlocked such and such and you're good to go. Others, like the one for the scatter gun, it'll track your stats correctly, ding, you've got it, you're done, you've got the scatter gun. But then you go back to the contracts page and it's showing as not complete, but you do have the scattergun unlocked. And they're saying, "Well, it's just a it's just a bug with how it's it's showing things in the user interface. You've got your unlocked item, it's fine. Don't worry, it's not a pressing issue." Problem is, for other ones like the Rodian Blaster, it's not tracking stats right and it's not unlocking. I have now finished the Rodian Blaster requirements. Twice, in the last couple of days, which is all about pistol kills on blast and stuff like that, and twice it has popped up saying, you're done, you've unlocked it, and sure enough, I back out of it, and the item's not unlocked, and the stats are wrong. And they're wrong for no log- in no logical way. Like, you go into the match needing nine kills, you kill your nine, you get it, you back out, the thing isn't unlocked, and now all of a sudden you need 13 kills. Makes no sense. It's not even resetting to the beginning of the match or something. So something is screwed up with the hut contracts. So if you wind up trying to work your way towards those, I would suggest just wait, hold off, until they do a patch and tell us they're fixed. Otherwise, you may find yourself doing a whole lot of work for zero benefit, depending on which contract you're looking at. That said, they're still adding new contracts, which is good,
0: but they need to work. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. I just uh I don't even know anymore. Like it's huh, that I guess take the good with the bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way that it works, right? It's live patching, you patch it, every patch will introduce some new bugs, but fix some old ones. That's kind of the way that these games work, but but it's kind of hard to tout this great new feature. Look, it's new hut contracts! Crap, it just broke some of the old ones. It's, <laughs> it's a right. little bit on the frustrating side, but to be fair, we've seen that with Destiny and some of the other games as well.
0: Okay, and did you say, I was thinking you said that you weren't really interested in doing the the hut contracts anyways, or am I? I mean, I I am, but I'm not. Like, it's just another way to do it, Mm -hmm. but
1: it's, you're spending the money ahead of time, and then you're doing things to get it, and the price of paying ahead of time, it feels almost like it's about the same price as it would have been just to buy it outright so it's just adding another hoop to jump through to get something even though it looks like it's new stuff to do you know what I mean right it's like saying you could I could go to McDonald's and pay them five bucks for the value meal or I could go to McDonald's and pay them five bucks for the chance of the value meal and then do 28 cartwheels and 100 push-ups in the parking lot (laughs) and come back in and then they'll give me the value meal because now I've earned it I've still just paid my five bucks for the freaking value meal just give me the damn food
0: (laughs) right well I mean I feel kind of two ways about it, and which, but I'm coming from a different uh, uh, from a different place than you. You are already at max level. And, oh, I was, mm-hmm. I was.
1: They raised the max level. Now okay. I'm at 51 and crawling
0: my way up to the new max level. Okay. Well, so for me, the reason I, I like it is it kind of gives me new challenges while I'm trying to level up, r- rather than just. Or let me try to do as much kill 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 as possible while I'm trying to level up
1: oh I agree it's nice that there is new stuff to do but it feels like this should have been something where if it was going to be a contract where you do certain things to earn something there shouldn't be a price tag attached at the beginning to take the contract in the first place like if I'm if I'm in the Star Wars universe as a we are here in the <laughs> right. city among the clouds. If I'm going to go take a job from the Huts, I'm not going to go to the Huts and say, "Who would you like me to go after?" Here, let me put five thousand down on that bounty so that when I catch the guy and come back, you'll give me my five thousand back, or you'll give me something back in return. No, I'm going to go, and they're going to say, "Do this, and I'll pay you." I go do it, I get paid. It's it's the logic behind it, and the fact that it feels like they're sort of of multiplying. The amount of requirements to get something instead of it just being credits, it should be do it or credits, not pay credits and then let me do it when everything else prior to that was pay credits and get it. Um, but I do like the fact that it's stuff to do. It's like the daily challenges uh, and whatnot. I like those. It's and they even added those to base command, and that's cool. The daily sieges, that's cool too. It just feels like it's adding a hoop instead of giving us another avenue to get something.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. I, I mean, my thing is because I haven't. Uh, I've only unlocked one one weapon with the the hut contracts, and then I, I didn't use it. I then moved to the next thing, so I don't know if if it's like oh, okay. Well, these are a, these weapons are a little bit more powerful than what you would normally unlock with regular credits. So that kind of justifies a little bit, or not, not really. So. Yeah. So. Eh.
1: I got myself a sniper rifle-looking blaster that's a targeting rifle that fires all of its charge in one shot, but it's so inaccurate most of the time, and it still doesn't necessarily take somebody down completely unless you shoot them in the head, which other weapons would kind of do anyway, that it kind of becomes not worth it. Yeah, um, I have to
0: say that's kind of something they just need to work there's, out. Yeah. There's
1: other cool stuff, though. Like, there's a, a Bacta detonator, basically, a Bacta bomb where you can essentially drop... Something that instead of being something that creates an area of effect damage on anybody who passes through it, it heals your teammates. That's cool stuff. It's nice that they're adding it. It's just, why make us pay and then go through the hoops to get it instead of one or the other? Which, you know, I... But I applaud that they're at least doing something to try to add more, and some of them are DLC-based and some of them are not, which means that it is still adding some content for those who didn't pick up Outer Rim. It's They are continuing to support the game beyond just the DLC, which is good. See? Positive spin on it.
0: Yeah. that's. I'm with you. I'm with you. I still don't have my black armor yet. Ugh, I'm oh, it yeah. so bad. I'm
1: running around with my black armor. Uh, so here's a piece of good news. Uh, If you own an Xbox One and you've wanted to play The Force Unleashed, either you didn't have it on a previous system or you did, and either you don't have that system or you don't play on it, you'd like to just replay The Force Awakens 1 or 2 on Xbox One, it has been now added to the Xbox backward compatibility on May 4th. So now, basically, the way that works is if you already own it digitally on Xbox 360, you can just download it directly onto Xbox One and just play. That digital ownership gives you access to it. Or if you got it on disc, pop the disc into your Xbox One. It'll recognize it. You can download the digital version of it then to your Xbox One or X, Yeah, to your Xbox One. And then it kind of works like the other games, whereas that disc becomes kind of like your key to be able to access it and whatnot. So if you've been interested in replaying that game like I have been. Um, then that's that's an opportunity to do it to do use the I think of it as the superior Xbox One versus Xbox 360 controller to play the Force Unleashed one and two which it, honestly those are some of my favorite Star Wars games ever so I'm psyched to be able to replay those uh I, I love Sam Witwer's performance as Star Killer so I'm all about getting back into that game again or that game series again
0: oh yeah yeah and of course as we all know it uh, stars David Collins as the wonderful Proxy.
1: Yes, yes, Proxy is awesome.
0: Actually, on Facebook, I'd, I'd, uh, said I said like, uh, he'd, he'd posted something or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's the star of uh, Force Unleashed. And he's like, wait, you mean Sam, right? And I'm like, no, you played Proxy, right? And he's like, oh, yes, that was totally me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell
1: you, one of the best lines I've ever heard and the best characterizations I've ever seen of Darth Vader comes out of The Force Unleashed, which is the Proxy saying, I hate being him. And Starkiller's line is, I think he does too, or something along those lines. Some of the most perfect characterization of Vader ever. Mm -hmm. So, good news, backward compatibility for the Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Unfortunately, no corresponding good news on that front uh, for the Sony systems for PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, but backward compatibility doesn't quite work the same way. They've got different approaches to how that's working right now. That's more of like a, a PlayStation... Was it PlayStation Now thing where you do the streaming kind of deal?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's been, what, three years now since the Xbox One came out?
1: Sure, we'll go with that.
0: Yeah. And so you're finally catching up to uh, us at the PC Master Race.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but see, when I buy a game for my Xbox One or for my PlayStation 4, I know it's going to work. My games work, too. PC master race,
0: uh huh. My games work just fine because I get them from good old games. Uh, maybe that's my problem because you know
1: uh, I-, I can't remember the last time that I bought a PC game that actually worked on first try on the system that I owned at the time that I bought it. So hell with that. Well, how old are the the games that you're getting though? Because mo- most about of- old and new games generally. Really? I... I can't, again, I cannot remember the last time. I, I would say it was probably three or four PCs ago when I could buy a PC game and know it was going to work on my freaking computer.
0: That's, I, I don't even know, because I don't know how fast, you know, how quickly like you I go through. I need to through. buy a
1: Mac and just say, okay, I'll just use whatever the store tells me will work. But I'm not dropping that kind of money on it. So that is why well, I am a console gamer.
0: Well, as much as I, I do like Mac for what Macs are good for, that would be a step backwards for gaming. <laughs> yes, yes it <laughs> would. You don't yes, want to go that totally way. It so. works.
1: Theoretically. E- for gaming, I don't know. I'd rather
0: stick with a PC personally. I, you know, for me, my biggest thing is I just say, go through Steam or good old games. And pretty much the the best way to, um, to do it would be, you could either say if it's on Good Old Games and Steam, go Good Old Games. But pretty much anything that was around mm, uh, the original Xbox, PlayStation on back, definitely go Good Old Games. Uh, but everything forward should be fine on Steam. But like I said, it's I mean you can you can usually kind of look that stuff up specific to the game and find out. You're just you're gonna get more support from good old games than Steam, but most Steam stuff works fine to decent enough anyways. So, just a suggestion. See,
1: I'm not going to buy a super high-end PC just to play games. I'd rather buy all three current-gen console... Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Which, granted, is what I've done the last three console generations, so maybe that's my issue.
0: Yeah, so that means you spent more... On all three of those consoles. That oh, I, I don't know. Me. I
1: don't know. The PC that I've got now that still couldn't run half the games I'd want to properly play on PC uh-huh. uh, cost me more than the combined total of my Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and my Wii U. Although, I think if you added in the 3DS and the Vita into that, it would probably just slightly edge out the price of the computer. So, there you go.
0: I don't know. Doing it wrong. Um, probably so. <laughs> Granted, I built mine, and um, it's I'm going by new cost of the the things. I think now they're dropped down to like maybe three hundred a piece or something like that. So, at that it's case, co- it, yeah, it's cool though. See, mm-hmm. I
1: have no problem not being a member of the master race because <laughs> look how that worked out for the Nazis. Anyway, so um, <laughs> speaking of console games and uh, kind of moving away from that into talking a little bit of Apple. Not sure it's as much console game as Apple, but you can play it on PC. Um, Star Wars Uprising on May fourth. Yeah. Did you catch what they did?
0: Um, no, just because I pretty much decided to ignore them completely at this point.
1: Gave it up. They <laughs> did a free piece of legendary gear, which is the Gold Star Seven Star gear. Now, granted, the legendary gear was garbage that they provided. (laughs) Uh, But they did that the same thing last time that they did that. It was a piece of garbage. But the idea is that in giving that to you, it lets you unlock it in the armory, so you get a little bit of bonus out of that, and then you can break it down and get some really high-level upgrade materials as far as, like, the little XP thing to add to upgrade all your gear. So, you know, they they did that, which was nice. And uh, as a personal update, I'm finally at the point where I'm about to go in and tackle Commander Bragg at the end of... Act two. I've got one mission left, I think, at the end of act two. Uh, I tried it once and then it crashed on me in the middle of the match and I hadn't revived yet, which was nice. And I was running around in circles around Bragg just hammering away at him and his health was just not moving at all.
0: Wait, his name is Commander Bragg? B-R-A-G-H. Yeah, the head of the Purge Troopers. Surely it's got to be pronounced
1: different than Bragg. Well, it's either pronounced brag or it's pronounced like you're saying brag and you're throwing up in the middle of it. Commander bruh because it's B R A G H.
0: Or maybe it's brah? Commander, Commander brah?
1: That's racist. Is it? Cuz you're going out and killing Commander bruh. I don't
0: I don't know what that means. I'm I, I'm honestly confused right now.
1: It's it's wow. wow. it's it's a slang term and it usually is used amongst African Americans as opposed to Caucasian Americans.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh-huh. So, anyhow... other um, Wow. What?
1: Where, where... Are we not in the same state? I wonder sometimes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow... He's in Georgia! <laughs> uh, so, if it's Commander Bragg, then it sounds like uh, George Lucas is working over... Well,
1: <laughs> well, he's working for the governor, who is Governor Adelhard. Mm-hmm. Which... To me, it sounds like he's overcompensating by something. <laughs> I'm going to lock it down. You will not know the Emperor's dead. Muah, ah, 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 ah. Just call me Governor Adelhard. Is that your real name, or did you make that up?
0: Yes. I, th- I think George works for Kabam now.
1: Hey, remember... Think back, what was it, um, was it the Force Unleashed, where there was a point at which he was planning on a character being named, not as a joke, but he was actually quoted by Lucas, uh, Lucas LucasArts employees as he was planning on naming a character Darth
0: Icky? It was either, so I, so I actually looked this up, um, this was for Force Unleashed, now, I'll, I'll tell the whole story here in just a second, but it was either, their choices were either Darth Icky or Darth Insanius. No! So, so here's the actual story, though. And because I I think that it's not quite that simple, even though that's the way it was sort of told at the time. I kind of think they were sort of too stupid to realize that they were doing exactly what he wanted. They wanted him to... So, they wanted Starkiller to have a Darth title. And George was like, well, that kind of goes against what we've been doing with the whole rule of two and everything. They're like, yeah, but you know, it just, it'd be so great. Cause we hardly ever give anyone a Darth title. And and how great would it be if this guy has a Darth title that would really give him some importance. He's like, okay, he can either be Darth icky or Darth insanius. And then everyone just like, kind of went quiet uh, and they're like, Oh, that's really our options. Isn't it? And they're like, so we never brought it up again.
1: So, so for once, the crap name coming from Lucas wasn't because Lucas just decided to do it. Because Lucas seems like as soon as you get to about 2008, it's just, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, It's going to be, it's, it's no longer Korriban, it's more a band, dang it,
0: kind of thing. Looks, <laughs> I think that, I do think there's lots of times, and now granted, maybe that's not the case. Maybe he was just like, Darthik, yeah, I like it. Um, that sounded more like George Bush, I think.
1: <laughs> dark icky i like it it can me once shame on you it can be twice <laughs> fool won't get icky again
0: <laughs> oh so anyhow um it, it, it maybe he is going full-on george bush but i i kind of think that that's just sort of how he plays the game sometimes for instance you go back to you know a lot of people are like well um they were originally going to call Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi. And I'm like, no, they weren't. That was never uh, George's intention. They, the studio, um, or Gary Kurtz, was all like, we gotta be dark. Dark is what's cool. One day, there's gonna be a guy, and he's gonna be named Zack Snyder, and he's gonna be my hero. I love his acting, or his directing style. Oh, I'm sorry. There will
1: be no joy in your movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry, did I go on a tangent there? Anyhow, point being that that was that was what Gary Kurtz wanted right and george is like okay fine we'll we'll name it uh we'll name it revenge of the jedi and they're like yeah that's dark and awesome we're doing this and then all of a sudden gary kurtz doesn't work there anymore and then it's immediately changed back to return of the jedi which is what george initially proposed <laughs> i
1: f- i feel like basically then so so the way you're putting this of Lucas kind of throwing out there the yeah, sure, why not thing mm-hmm. so that people can realize the error of their own ways so that then he can get back to something positive. It almost feels like, and again, I have to make the political reference because that's my frame of reference. I'm a I'm a history and social studies teacher. It's it kind of feels like the Trump thing. Dude, <laughs> how, also, how funny would it be to vote for Trump?
0: <laughs> oh, crap. He's the nominee. <laughs> Uh, that's actually not yeah. funny at all. Yeah, um, no, it's really not. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, talking about uh, with, with some of the stuff from May the 4th and all, I actually, and, and and bringing up the good old games, actually took advantage of good old games deals yesterday and uh, also got the new Shadows of the Empire game that they dropped. And I, I, got I, don't for, th- I
1: don't think that's a new game.
0: Well, it's new for them.
1: Ooh, dude, that's like how NBC used to promote its reruns. If you haven't seen it yet, it's new to you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, basically. So, you know, um, we talked about doing uh, an episode for that, or we talked about doing an episode just talking specifically on uh, Shadows of the Empire. So now I can play it on the computer and then we can talk about it.
1: Nice. Very nice. I haven't played that in a very long time, but... I actually just went through, I've been going through the process of cataloging my Star Wars collection. Okay. Because slowly but surely, as we're trying to get this house, hopefully, um, hopefully I'll have good news on that front within the next week or two. But as we're trying to do that, I've started to pack up. I've, from the collecting side here, I have bought some of those drawer boxes to put my comics in. So they stack better, they can stack higher without worrying about damaging them. They're really nice, though they're a little expensive because of the shipping.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So I've moved my comics out waiting for that, so my old comic boxes I'm using to pack up my Star Wars books off of my four book towers and two giant bookshelves and whatnot for Star Wars books. And I've been cataloging them slowly but surely um, on an Excel file to keep track of which ones there are. So we'll be able to deal with not just the game, but we can get into stuff with Battle of the Bounty Hunters, we can get into the toys, we can get into the comics with it, the novel with it. And I actually just discovered I had forgotten that my copy of the hardback of Shadows of the Empire was actually signed by Steve Perry. Um, I'm finding all of these signed copies of books that I've picked up just over the years, like on eBay, where it's just like the signature, not a personalized message kind of thing, or stuff I've gotten at conventions, that I didn't realize that I still had or didn't remember having gotten. And I'm just like, ooh, I'm like a kid in the toy store as if I'm getting new stuff. (laughs) um, But for those who are also collectors... I'm going to try to make that when I get done with that Excel spreadsheet, I'm going to try to make that available through, I just, we can just put it up on a post on starwarsreport.com. That way, if anybody wants to use that as a basis for tracking their own collections, just dump some of my personalized notes and put their own stuff in there. That'll at least help people who are also collecting from having to sort of reinvent the wheel and track a lot of that stuff.
0: Brought on, man. There you go. Giving back. Exactly. But
1: Shadows of the Empire is going to be a fun, fun topic to cover. I'm I'm almost envious that you're going to get a chance to play it again beforehand. But then I realized it's on PC and I'm like, nah, it's OK. <laughs> did they actually, t- t- I guess, to bring that up, did they ever make that available for the virtual console for the Wii? I wonder. Uh, I may have to look that I up. I would know.
0: Um, I have I have the the first Wii. What are we on now? The Wii 3. Well, it's the Wii U, but I believe the Wii U can play virtual console games from the Wii. You
1: just have to switch to the Wii, whatever you call it, <laughs> dashboard, menu, whatever, because you got a regular Wii menu built into the Wii U.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Now, when the next system comes out, whatever they're calling it, the one that's finally going to catch up to the PS4 and Xbox One, because you know Nintendo, we always got to be at least about two or three years behind. Um, whenever that comes out, whether or not there's going to be any support for the regular Wii virtual console titles is in doubt.
0: Okay. Well, say all that to say, I have no idea. I don't I don't know what they have as far as their their stuff on it or whatever. I actually still have the game for the N64 as well. So, um i, I may... I made You still have your for- N64? Oh, dude. I need to I need to post my um my gaming setup because I have For my older systems, I have one TV with a a box that's set up to, or or like a Switch box, and I have multiple systems that are all hooked up to it from Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Nintendo Wii, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, uh, N64, like all that junk. Nice. See, I wound up selling off all of those.
1: Uh, Whoops. My bad. I wound up selling off all of mine a few years back. You know, Sega CD, all of that, you know, original Nintendo, all that stuff. So I'm basically sitting on... I've got the uh, Xbox 360. This is something we probably should have told the audience at some point when we're talking about games. Uh, (laughs) I've got the uh, Xbox 360, the Wii U, and the uh, PlayStation 3 set up in one room. And then the other rooms got the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 set up. Um, and then I've got the 3DS, the PSP Go still. Boy, that was a bad PSP decision. Should have got the regular one. I <laughs> um, can't play Lethal Alliance still. Uh, and the, uh, the PlayStation Vita all um, that I play from time to time still. So I'm still, I'm kind of like... In these last two generations, but all my old stuff. I guess I kind of got to the point where I was spoiled by how many old games were being re-released for current systems. That I just was like, eh, I don't need these anymore. And now I'm like, but I want Shadows of the Empire, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too is I, I want to read those comics again soon. So that's that's. I remember getting those back from. I would actually get them from a local. Uh, the name of the drugstore was Blue Star. But it was a local, not drugstore, local grocery store. So when I had to go to the grocery store, I mean, I'm a little kid, that's terrible. So I'd go find the little, uh, it was one of those little spinner racks that would have different comics. And and the uh, whatever, uh, Shadows of the Empire comic was out at that time, I would read that. And then eventually when I'd have the money, I would buy the comic.
1: Nice. Yeah, see, I remember the grocery store thing was my thing for a long time, too. I I used to go to... Our grocery store didn't have a spinner rack. It had, like, the magazine rack, or magazine shelves, like you kind of see now, like a Kroger. And they had those laid out that had the comics on it. So I was... I was That was around the time that I was reading Transformers from about issue 40, 50-ish onward, the, the dark underbase saga or whatever it was called, onward. And then... Um, God, I can't believe I still remember the name of that story. And then... <laughs> I was picking up a few of the post-Return of the Jedi Marvel comics. And at the time, not realizing they were post-Jedi, I was like, what is going on, man? Because I was a little kid. Um, but eventually, thankfully, we got some some dedicated uh, comic shops in the area back home that I was able to go in and start picking up stuff. Um, but Shadows of the Empire... I don't remember being particularly good as a comic. I remember it being kind of frustrating because the novel took so much of the bulk of the good part of the story that the comics were just like, yeah, and Boba Fett did something.
0: So, be fun to talk about. <laughs> right. Um, now, an- another thing is the... Uh, there was an EA announcement announcement that just came out yesterday? Yes. Yes, it was. Now, because I'm kind of curious. I, this may have... Uh, this may may mean more to you than me but it looks like so they've now paired up with Respawn Game or Respawn Entertainment. Yes, yes they
1: have. Well, or Respawn is already working with EA, I believe. Um but yeah, so apparently and they kind of did almost like a sideways announcement thing because I didn't realize some of these other companies were already working on Star Wars titles. But their announcement says uh Uh, And this is from Patrick Soderlund, the executive vice president of EA Studios. He says, At EA right now, we have multiple studios bringing a variety of great Star Wars games spanning different genres. He says great, then one of these is Galaxy of Heroes, so I'm not sure that great is (laughs) all-defining. We're all united by our team's passion for Star Wars stories, characters, and adventures. Today, I'm thrilled to be able to announce that EA and the talented team at Respawn Entertainment have expanded our relationship to include the development of an all-new third-person action-adventure game set in the Star Wars universe. They join our other great studios, Visceral Games, DICE, Capital Games, Bioware, Motive, and more, who are currently working on Star Wars projects. If you're interested in joining us on this adventure, you can visit our careers page. We have openings at Visceral and Motive, and we'll be sharing more on these experiences soon. Etc., etc., etc. So it turns out that Motive is working with Visceral Games on their Star Wars project, the one that actually has one of the lead writers from the Uncharted franchise joining them, which is awesome. Uh, Visceral, known for things like Dead Space. A lot of people have assumed that Visceral's, ver- Visceral's game is going to be a third person shooter of some kind, kind of along the lines of 1313 that got canceled. Um, DICE, of course, is working on Battlefront continuously. Capital Games is the group behind Galaxy of Heroes. I noticed they don't mention Kabam, uh, because I think they're, they're outside of EA. And then Bioware, of course, is keeping up the Old Republic. Uh, but Respawn are the people who, uh, they're probably most recently best known for Titanfall on the Xbox One, and I believe on PC also. Uh, technically on 360, but... Yeah. So, the Xbox One game, Titanfall. Um... And it's interesting because they say it's a third-person action-adventure game. People keep jumping to the conclusion this is a third-person shooter. But they say third-person action-adventure. That could be something that is like a beat-em-up. That could be like a hack-and-slash thing, kind of like a God of War type thing. Uh, like a The Force Unleashed kind of thing. It could be a shooter. It could be something more along the lines of like an Uncharted where you've got your platformer action and you're attacking. could be more of an open-world thing like an Assassin's Creed. We don't know. They're just saying... Third person action adventure
0: and respawn. I mean, have you had a chance to play Titanfall yourself? I haven't. That was a game that, because uh, I'm really into the, the mechs and stuff, but about the time it came out was when I was playing Mech Warrior Online a ton. Ah, so I, I never ended up actually getting Titanfall.
1: It's, it's pretty fun. Um, it's story content is relatively light the way that it's built into the quasi-campaign kind of thing that they've got going. But it's got some fun mechanics. You can run on walls. It's got some, some solid-feeling weapons, good controls for both the regular play and first-person along with the mech stuff. Uh, I really liked it, although it was a fairly shallow game compared to what people, I guess, expected it to be or wanted it to be. Boy, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Um, so I'm kind of... You know, I'm optimistic about this, and I, immediately I started seeing the comments of, "Well, Titanfall was a, was fun to play for a while, but it didn't have much story. Are we just going to get something else like Battlefront?" And I think that's probably an unfair thing to to say right now because Respawn are teams that, as I recall, had done was a Call of Duty stuff in the past. Um, they've had stories within their games. Titanfall's was fairly thin, but it was there. Uh, so that track record doesn't necessarily mean they won't have a strong story in whatever this next game is that they're putting together. And on the flip side of that, you look at EA with Battlefront, their battlefield games have campaign stories in them, but Battlefront didn't. I don't think that the past and whether or not they've had stories in games is necessarily an indicator of whether this one's going to be a storyless game like Battlefront or not. Um, I think it's it's way too early to try to make those kind of calls.
0: Right. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, because that's it's early to, to, to make the call. You're, you're right on that. But if that ends up being the case, I think that's going to be a big indicator on what we're going to what we should expect from here on out. That's just my opinion on it. And, you know, honestly, with and, and you know, I'm I'm usually positive, uh, not positive That I don't like it, but I'm usually very positive toward um, how things have been run uh, since 2012 and everything, and 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 how since the Disney acquirement, how things have been going. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a few exceptions here and there that that don't really mean anything with that, but I'm wondering if the way that they've decided to do the the current, uh, I guess you would say the the story canon and all of that, if they're not saying as far as video games no there's there is no story canon
1: see i don't know because we do have story with what's happening with uprising that's true and they've got the story still going on though not for canon for legends still with the old republic But I think it goes back to what they were saying about how, you know, the video game experiences are designed to be games that are fun experiences and they are authentic Star Wars experience, but not necessarily in a particular continuity. But I mean, we're getting Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens that's going to have essentially new story content in it to shed light on events in The Force Awakens, albeit in a Lego twist way of it. But they're promoting the heck out of the fact that it's going to have stuff in it that's going to lend more to our understanding of the film. So, I don't know. I'm not sure quite what their vision of it is. But um, just to kind of give you the the bona fides here for these guys, uh, Respawn has so far only put out Titanfall. They're working on Titanfall 2, and then they've got this Star Wars project going on. But these are the people who basically uh, orchestrated the Call of Duty franchise prior to... Uh, 2010 for Infinity Ward. So we're talking about people um, uh, who played a role in really sort of turning that that franchise in a lot of ways around with the Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, approach to that series. Um, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 and such. So uh, I think these people have enough of a good track record for solid games that we can give them the benefit of the doubt. But they have done a lot of iterated games, which is basically what Battlefront is designed to be an iterated game where every couple of years you get a new version of the game that's just kind of a new, you know, kind of new cloak put on the same old body, so to speak. Um, But I don't see any reason for us not to be optimistic at this point. I mean, any new Star Wars game under development by a new team, that sounds like it's. It's a good thing. I mean, if we can go years where Chrome Studios was making Star Wars games, I think we can give some credit to Respawn.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not saying expect that. I'm just saying that if that were to be to be a thing that were to happen, then that's what I think that we should pretty much expect going forward. It's. I'm hoping it's not. You know, I, not not saying that it, it is that it should be. I'm just. Just That's my my feelings on it going forward, and just something that I'm wondering about. But uh, one thing you mentioned was Bioware and uh, The Old Republic. That can't be, because Legends are dead, right? I'm sorry. Aha!
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, see? See? You're just playing <laughs> into the rhetoric, man. You're just playing <laughs> into that party line. Uh, but no, that's actually... That's kind of been the ongoing mantra that Mark and I have on Star Wars Beyond the Films, because... Legends isn't dead. It's not that it's not growing anymore. It's that it's growing at a really, really tiny pace because most of its growth, if not all of its growth, is happening through the Old Republic MMO and the little uh, short stories they put up on their website to go with it. Although one could argue for a Legends expansion within some of the the Fantasy Flight game stuff, but it seems like they're just kind of trying to mix up continuities and not really caring where it falls. Again, the authentic experience without a specific continuity involved.
0: Right. Which I gotta, I gotta admit, kind of like they're they're rebels over there at FFG,
1: and it's gonna be huge. So does that move us to uh, one of our regular segments here? Since we've mentioned Fantasy Flight Games,
0: yeah, man. Let's let's head on over to the Dejeric table. We have a couple of things to kind of uh, talk over here. Which, uh, the first one, I guess would go with the the new X-Wing pack? So, yes. Um, we talked a little bit. I
1: don't remember if it was on this show. It all kind of blurs together. It's been a long podcasting day. But um, one of the things that was an obvious thing to talk about whenever they released the new core set for X-Wing and then the individual release... For the regular First Order TIE Fighter and the T-70 X-Wing with sort of the gray and blue color scheme was, you know they're going to have to put out a repaint of these. Perhaps a First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter and ooh, what about a black Poe Dameron X-Wing for The Force Awakens? And there's sort of some question of, well, when are they going to do it? Lots of people taking it upon themselves to just paint their own miniatures that way. But we finally have an official release being announced here. We have the... Heroes of the Resistance expansion pack being announced for X-Wing that is going to include a new version of the Millennium Falcon from The Force Awakens with a different sensor dish, uh, and of course new game cards to play with and whatnot for that era, sort of uh, bringing in new characters and whatnot. And it comes with a Poe Dameron Black T-70 X-Wing. It is the newest new product announcement for X-Wing, and it is also really... Only the first new release of X-wing that's been announced to include the Force Awakens ships um, since we got the original you know, updated core set and Tie Fighter and X-wing, it seems like they've kind of held off on it for a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, we did get the uh, yeah we got the the first one, and then uh, with our last wave, we did get um, we did get the Tie Fighter and X-wing. So they they are kind of throwing them out in between waves. Um, this is one I'm really excited about. Uh, it took me by surprise. I, I may or may not have known that it was coming, but I didn't know that it had just got announced that it's coming. So that's really cool. Sorry, I know that's kind (laughs) of vague, but... uh, As I
1: say, I "I didn't know, but I might have known I did not have sexual relations (laughs) with that. Um,
0: I just didn't know that it was official. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, it looks like it's going to include, based on the product announcement that was made on Fantasy Flight Games' website, uh, it's going to have the new Millennium Falcon model, uh, which is not just a repaint, right, because it's got the new sensor dish on it. Uh, then you've got the essentially a repaint of the X-Wing, the T-70 X-Wing for Poe Dameron's. It's going to have with it um, kind of what you would expect of the ship cards for the individual pilots. You've got Han Solo, you've got Chewbacca... Uh, for the YT-1300. you got another one that's kind of covered up, I'm assuming it's Ray or Finn. Um, You've got Poe Dameron, you've got Nine-Num, you've got Snap Wexley and Jess Pava, all for the uh, T-70 X-Wings of the Crew cards that you can use as upgrades. You've got uh, some droids. You've got Finn. Uh, We have titles for things like Millennium Falcon. that will be a little bit different than the old Millennium Falcon. We've got a title for Black One. So uh, it's looking like a pretty neat set, and it seems like it does have some new tokens with it, which I would assume are probably relating to whatever mission comes in the little instruction booklet. But I was kind of psyched to see this because I'm sitting back, and when they first released... The, the the core set, it was, oh, they're going to re-release that T-70 X-Wing separately, and you know they're going to have to do a repaint for Poe. I never really thought about them doing a re-release of the Millennium Falcon because of how expensive those size of ships are, and thought, surely they won't just do a re-release of the Millennium Falcon with a sensor dish and that's it, and expect people to go out and pick that up. And, in a sense, if they just put out a black X-Wing for Poe People might pick that up, but doesn't that cut into the market for the blue and gray ones? Would it be too much too soon if it's just a repaint? But for them to put those two together like this, kind of in the same thought process as like the Imperial Veterans and such, where it's almost like saying, hey, here's two you've already got, but here's a repaint version with the new cards like they did with those, except this time it's not two small ones. It's a small and a large or what I think of as medium because the epics I think of as large. I think that was a really smart business decision on that. And, And again, sort of a a i would think in my perspective a good player friendly decision to make to put these into one package although i'm sure there are those probably out there who want one or the other and are going to feel annoyed that they've got to buy both together but i think this provides a pretty good value for essentially repaints or re-releases of similar ships with new material
0: yeah i'm i mean i'm looking through the cards right now um It's, uh, there's going to be complaints, uh, unfortunately, I think, that the game is growing to the point of there's always going to be that guy, you know, uh, who it doesn't really matter that they're not coming from looking at other games and knowing that, hey, we're we're being treated very well here. They're just going, this is a thing that I can complain about, so therefore I will. Um, I'm super excited about it, even though I already have uh, the Black One X-Wing, because I, Uh, I had a friend of mine paint mine up, but that's fine. This one, you know, that one may still look better than this one, so, eh, but it it doesn't really matter that, you know, the cards are what I'm more interested in than anything. I I think it's kind of odd, looking at uh, these cards here, that we actually have, um, we actually have the Millennium Falcon, um, let me start this over, we actually have the Millennium Falcon title card, which... We've already had a Millennium Falcon title card and this one you know I was trying to read it and see what it says. it looks like it says something along the lines of basically after you perform a bank maneuver and you don't have a stress you can regain a shield in order to uh, regain a shield and then take a stress um, which is very interesting because that's that could make the Millennium Falcon kind of like uh, what what they used to call fat Han. Which was, it was set up to just constantly uh, regenerate shields and just be a, a big beefy tank. Why you would um, you would use Han with his uh, abilities to to really try to pick off targets and make sure you would have all of your dice hit. So that's kind of interesting. Black 1 I really like. Uh, it only cost one point, which to me makes it more worth uh, what it does. Um, I think it's definitely kind of more worth its points it says um, basically after you execute a boost or barrel roll, you can remove a target lock from uh, a friendly ship within range one. So that, I like that because it's instead of just saying, hey, do a boost or barrel roll, you can take a, you can remove a, uh, remove a target lock from yourself. This gives you the option of not just yourself, but any friendly, uh, person up to range one, which means that that makes the BB eight card that much better because his whole thing is if you have a green maneuver before you do it, uh, if I'm remembering exactly correctly, but, uh, before you do your maneuver, you can do a barrel roll. So you're going to get the free barrel roll and then you can remove the, um, the target lock.
1: roll. Barrel barrel. Exactly. Uh, We also have some other news coming from Fantasy Flight Games, uh, one of which I actually knew about beforehand, the other of which I just saw as I was scrolling through and almost had to squee on my end here. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of them is they are starting to do those product features for the next wave of Imperial Assault stuff, which means they should be on the way sometime in the relatively near future. You have a new box set expansion coming called The Bespin Gambit, which is going to include, among other things, uh, two new heroes you can play as. Uh, Davith Elso, codename Hawkbat, who appears to be a Jedi, uh, or at least a Force adept of some kind, and Mm -hmm. then Myrnie Rin, Master of Intelligence, who is a very odd-looking Ithorian. And, of course, they're doing the same kind of thing this time as they've done with previous sets, which is, hey, here's a big expansion. It's got a bunch of miniatures in it, but then here's these characters who are in there with their cards, but only tokens, not miniatures, so you can still play as them, but if you want to actually get the miniature and some more game materials, you can buy the expansion items if you want. And uh, those are the ISB Infiltrators Villain Pack, Lando Calrissian Ally Pack, Agent Blaze Villain Pack, and Bosk Villain Pack. So it seems as though those should be on the way sometime in the near future. Uh, This is... One of the forty dollars sized expansions. We've had one that was a sixty dollars sized expansion, and now this will be the second one that's a forty dollars sized expansion beyond the initial game, which is a hundred.
0: Yes, and I wanna, I wanna so bad. Sorry, that's I just I don't have a whole much money. That Lando card. Um, or, or being able to play as Lando is going to be so much fun. I'm 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 basically just buying time with Imperial Assault until that comes out right now. <laughs>
1: nice. I like multiple Landos just for the heck of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I, I need to try to hurry up and do, I got to get the the last piece that I want. But there's one that's called. Uh, it's a list that someone told me about. I'm like, well, now I have to play that. But it's called. So you're familiar with General Weiss, right? The ATST. Uh, yeah, I'll, the
1: guy with the big, hard-to-put-together A-T-S-T that looks so awesome.
0: Right, okay, so it's called German Weiss, which is him. And, so, wouldn't it be German Weiss? No, uh, well, I guess if you want to pronounce it correctly, but I'm not German, so I'll just call it uh, German Weiss. Um, but it's it's him mixed with four, I believe? Let's see, uh, Yeah, four. I, I'd have to do the math just to make sure, but I think it's four Stormtrooper squads interesting so it's
1: why is he why is it german vice is it because it's the idea that this is like a nazi thing and it's just a bunch of stormtroopers and one commander kind of thing what's the german
0: um i think that it's it's basically that because it's just also they're they're like super cheap um pretty much oh 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 all
1: our the german audience is like how dare you (laughs) sir
0: i don't i don't think it's means specifically like germans as much as it was like the nazi I think it's I think it's relating to the Nazi. I don't <laughs> He's know. He's just
1: trying to save himself now.
0: I you know what it's, I didn't come up with a name. All right, that's just it's what it was called.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like your uh, what w- what was your 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 thing last time? What was it with your Trandoshan ships again? What was the name of that build of yours?
0: The Tranny train.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. He has no control over what he calls these things. <clears throat> well, I didn't name this one, and I mean you know transocean like if i would have named know. it it
1: would have been so much more offensive
0: <laughs> i don't i don't know they're the transoceans i don't understand why that's offensive anyhow um but yeah that actually sounds like a lot of fun because the way that Weiss plays is you just give out a bunch of commands and stuff to stormtroopers and they're cheap because they come through. it's essentially to every card it's three stormtroopers so you end up with like 12 stormtroopers on the board and they're they're easy to kill but there's cards it's like uh, you know, replenish your squadrons. So it's like, here you go, here's more stormtroopers just marching in. Uh, I think it's called reinforcements or something like that's the name of the card. But yeah, so there's that. It's just like never-ending stormtroopers.
1: Nice. The never-ending stormies. La la la, <laughs> la 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 Sorry. It's the only no, thing I remember about like that, that freaking movie except the big like flying dog looking thing. Uh um,
0: you don't you clearly um have either suppressed the most tragic memory, or we're fortunate enough to to not remember it or see the part I just which this- I just
1: don't remember the film at all, and I probably would have forgotten it existed if not for the fact that I heard that song. I kid you not playing over the the Muzak speaker system at Kroger the other day. Wow. I'm like, why are you playing the never-ending story theme at Kroger? I mean, you're playing, like, Nickelback and stuff, and then you're playing never-ending story. I don't understand that. I mean, both are probably just as bad. Um, the other thing, though, coming Wait, from Fantasy Wait, hold on, hold on hold on, Games, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. You're, you're moving too fast, because I have to tell you this part. So, um, that that movie is the most depressing film ever made, because the horse, if you'll remember, that, like, magical horse that the boy has... right essentially kills itself there when he's going through it's called like the something of sorrows or whatever but the point is it's like quicksand and they're trying to move through but the horse is too he becomes too depressed to actually move out of the quicksand and he sinks and dies and the boy's like no you have to move on and the horse just like sinks wow. under in the quicksand and dies. It's the, it's a child's
1: story. So, and it's the so <laughs> what you're saying is it either needs to be used in advertisements for election 2016 or what you're saying is that it was probably an early film by Zack Snyder.
0: Um. Well, there was some joy in it, so probably, oh, not, probably the, not the, the not latter. Yeah. Probably not.
1: <laughs> so, so do you know what the other big announcement has been coming from Fantasy Flight? Because I didn't know until I was looking up information on the ones we were just talking about
0: um officially or unofficially? Officially. <laughs> um no what, what's what's been announced officially
1: star wars the force awakens beginner game oh yeah 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 sorry Sweet. i didn't know about that
0: yeah so
1: although it doesn't appear that there's going to be a star wars the force awakens rpg line it appears that this is more like let's get you into any of the rpgs through a beginner game that is thematically linked to the film
0: yeah, am i understanding that right Um, so what I was seeing is it it looks like it is a, um, it it looks like it's essentially like a fourth expansion. So, cause they normally do this, they do the beginner game and then they do the core book for that one. So for instance, they, they
1: usually announce the game itself and the core book in general, and then announce the beginner game as the way to get into it. Even if the beginner game comes
0: first, right? Um, uh, the way that I was thinking it, and, and I'll have to actually read the. Um, let me see, just real here, real quick. Uh, look, I don't know. Um, I, my opinion is that I would suspect that they're going to give you the option to. Um, they're going to give you the, the the core book later, because that's that's usually what it is. The the beginner game comes out a decent amount of time before the other thing comes out. So. I would say, expect to see the core book. Maybe they're not going to do it. I don't know, man. I'm, I just, I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But that makes the fourth role-playing game uh, that's come mm-hmm. out, even though it's still the same exact system, and they're all modular, so it's still a part of the original role-playing game, which is I, it's cool, but also maybe a little bit daunting to some. Yeah, and I would wonder
1: if they did put out I mean, I assume that if they do put out other materials for this era, that it would be stuff that, you know, is hopefully more focusing on canon as opposed to legends, because then it's just going to confuse the hell out of people. Um, But I would also say that maybe if they were to do that, um, I'm kind of curious what their their hook would be like. You've got you got obligation, you've got duty, you've got the morality system. What would it be for this one? Because I do think, and you said that, you know, kind of they're interchangeable, they're modular, they can be used together, and absolutely that's true. But I think it's those subtle differences that make all the difference in what game people want to try to play. Like, right. I love the morality system for Force and Destiny, and that in and of itself would make you want to play that one over the other ones. Uh, but in this adventure game, in this uh, beginner game, which is a boxed set with the maps and, you know, basic rules for how to get into playing the RPG and everything. There are some pre-made characters that we have never met before. So we apparently have Bormo and Maharly or Marley and uh, Fira Bon are the ones that they have shown so far. We have a colonist, a soldier, and I can't tell what Marley is because they've got that covered up. She
0: definitely has the look of a smuggler, though.
1: Probably, probably. But yeah, I I think it's kind of cool that Mm -hmm. they're actually doing this because people have been talking about, you know, well, are we going to be able to do the Force Awakens era stuff and when are we going to get some stuff for that for the RPG? So even if it's just this beginner game, that's a nice way to get people into playing the games. Although I would hope that if that's the case, that they would have something in it. If it's not going to be a separate RPG line, have some kind of guide at the end of, okay, so now you've tried this. If you are into playing like this type of character or this type of setting, Try Edge of the Empire. If this, try Age of Rebellion. If this, try Force and Destiny, as opposed to it being left kind of nebulous. Although the packaging looks a lot closer to Force and Destiny, so maybe it's just meant to dovetail directly into that. Directly, it depends on. No, it depends on what we're going to see when we finally get it. But right now, all it says is an introduction to role playing for three to five players, and that's it.
0: I don't know, man. I'm down. I think it's great. Um... I want an ability
1: that lets you give a boost to one of your fellow players by saying their name in the Maz Kanata way. I want to be able to be like, oh no, my, my pal is about to get defeated, so Solo, and poof, his stats are boosted or something.
0: I apologize uh, for your ears, audience.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I was a little loud. That, that, you can okay. fix it in post.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I will remember to do that. He's like, I'm going
1: to delete it in post. What you talking but if, about?
0: But if I don't, I apologize. Um,
1: Come on. That is like that's like the most iconic line I think out of the film. I use that all the time. I'm not even sure I can say his name regularly without using the Maz way of saying
0: it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more favorable toward that. Uh, I like that Wookiee.
1: Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Or if you're pl- talking about music, you could talk about how you love Slash's guitar and stuff like that so you there are multiple uses of the line
0: right right just work with it all right come on we don't have to tell everything to kanja club guys let's let's be a little more creative (laughs) tell that to ha anyway (laughs) (laughs) you know where i was going with that Mm, try again um so man i think that's basically everything except for uh our character focus which i didn't prep for this time Oops.
1: Do we have a character to focus on?
0: No, because I didn't prep this time.
1: So that's all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I guess we could say, uh, I think maybe we could hold off on the character focus this time because there is the other big news that's not really collecting or gaming per se, but big for Star Wars in general. And maybe people will want to know if we're going to be involved, which is Star Wars Celebration.
0: Yes, that's right. They They did announce that yesterday. I meant to put that in the notes, didn't do it, but I meant to. Oh, so Star Wars
1: Celebration Orlando, not numbered, named like Anaheim, was April 13th through 16th, 2017 at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. Oh, they're killing us. They're killing us. Um, So here's our situation. So yes. I've been wanting to go to a Star Wars Celebration for years. Here's I keep your chance. being invited to go be on this panel, do this, do that. And I'm like, I would if I could, guys. Um, Prior to this, virtually every time they've done it, it's either been... <laughs> Not in the United States, or it's been on the West Coast instead of the East Coast, or it's been on the East Coast and I've been teaching in a traditional classroom and it's at a time where it's just like they hate teachers and they hate students. Hey, let's have it during your first weeks of school. Hey, let's have it um, during the time when most schools across the country are doing much of their heavy uh, review and stuff because we're just about to do all of our big standardized testing stuff. Um Now I've got a little bit more of a flexible schedule and a flexible um, ability to work because I'm teaching online. So like when me and my wife took a trip to my hometown a little while ago, didn't miss a beat with keeping up with the work stuff because I could use the iPhone, the iPad, and just kind of as long as I got a wireless connection, I'm good to go. Um, We've been saying, my wife and I, we wanted to go to this the next time it was on this side of the country, um, and we have never done a honeymoon. So this would be a trip that would be that, plus possibly other stuff to be kind of the honeymoon we never had. But they're putting the tickets on sale two to five days, depending on our closing date of when we're supposed to be closing on this house. And they're already at this point, there are hotels nearby that are being booked solid for this before the tickets even go on sale. Oh, yeah. So we're kind of sitting back like we want to do this. We desperately want to do this. But... Once again, there's stuff being thrown in our way. We think that the chances of being able to go to this one are much better than before. Right. The downside is it looks like Mark won't be able to, so there won't be a, a chance for the Star Wars Beyond the Films pair to be able to actually meet face to face yet again to be able to do it. Though I hear that uh, Riley and Bethany and a lot of the other folks from StarWarsReport.com are planning on going. So, right. um, how about you? I mean, are you going to be? heading down to this one does it, what do you think of the timing of it
0: oh absolutely i haven't even really looked at the timing because i'm like celebrations in orlando going gonna be there <laughs> done and done um well it's, it's
1: easter weekend which is a weird thing or is that a weird thing i mean has it been on easter weekend before i imagine orlando is going to be crazy on easter weekend with a lot of people
0: possibly um you know i don't know it's it's uh you know it's not Christmas weekend, so that's that's helpful. Um the the biggest thing for me is just that being able to actually drive down there is going to really, really help because you don't I mean you could stay 30 minutes out from the convention center, right? And just mm-hmm. drive yes, in. True. And you can save a lot of money on your hotel by doing it that way if that's what you need to do. So I'm not that worried about getting the hotel. Uh, As far as getting the tickets as soon as they go on sale, I probably, you know, I I would say don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. But I'm also probably going to be one of the first people to buy tickets as well just because... Star Wars celebration. So, well, let me ask you: Did have you gone to a celebration before? Yes, I, I went to this pre, this last celebration. Celebration Anaheim was actually my first celebration. What about what did the tickets run for that one? Do you recall? I don't remember. I would, if I remember correctly, I think it was somewhere between hundred and hundred and fifty a piece for the whole thing. Yeah, for the whole weekend. Oh, oh, well, that's not too bad.
1: I was, I mean, I think of this, and my problem with my frame of reference here is that since I've never tried to go to this. And I've never really heard horror stories of people trying to get tickets. It's not been part of my frame of reference. My only real frame of reference for the conventions and people scrambling to get tickets for something that's huge is San Diego Comic Con and how hellish that is.
0: Right. And right. how
1: expensive that can wind up being. So, I mean, I told my wife and we're excited about it. but We're both sitting back like, oh, and you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, uh, but we, I mean, we're going to be trying our best to make sure that we get there because by the, I, by the time it comes around, we'll be past the point of taking care of all the house stuff. I mean, it'll be, it's like a year from now. It's just trying to make sure everything is taken care of the way it
0: is now. With the, with the tickets now, I, I want to try to get them as early as possible because you never know with the, the st- popularity of Star Wars is much greater now than it was really even this time last year. So with that, I mean, I just I have a little bit more anxiety toward it. But I can tell you that last year, because I wasn't hundred percent sure if I would be able to go or not until about two months beforehand, I didn't buy my tickets until until two months before uh, mm. celebrations. So that's good. I would well, s- it, I would say is you're there probably a, gonna is
1: there a limited number? Like, is it? I know that the buildings have capacity limits, but do they have a limited number of tickets to begin
0: with, or is it just? Buy them, and if we can cram you in, we cram you in. No, there's a limited number because they they did sell out, but they sold out day of essentially. Basically, they do you were, buy them at the door if you need to, like do uh, they hold some for
1: the door, kind of like I think at Dragon Con does.
0: Yeah, so I, I think they kind of do it that way. So, so they had sold out of like their weekend passes, but then they would have individual day passes and stuff like that. So, it, you know, and that was going on right up until right up until uh the day of to where they would actually sell out. They, I mean, basically, they sold out that weekend. So, okay. like I said, I don't know. This year may be totally different. Star Wars keeps breaking the internet, so it may do it as soon as uh, Celebration comes through. Then again, it may not. I don't know. It's uh, Celebration, even though people love Star Wars, Star the Celebration convention, I don't think as is as known in the public eye as, say, San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Or at least I certainly hope so. (laughs) Um, Because it was actually, for me, I know Mark was a little, uh, he didn't enjoy it that much. But for me, and compared to other conventions that I've been to, Anaheim was a dream. I mean, it it, it was really well run.
1: I think Mark enjoyed it. I think his thing was he was trying to do that alongside a family vacation, and it just right. it made things a little bit more difficult. That's actually one of the things that I'm thinking about, that if we do decide to do this as like a combination honeymoon and this, if this itself isn't the honeymoon, that it's like, let's set these days beforehand aside as the honeymoonish kind of thing. Right. And then the convention is the convention. Instead of trying to say, hey, let's get to this panel, let's get to this panel, let's get to this this panel, and let's have this romantic dinner here. too," Like, because I know that trying to fit all those things together was something that he found uh, was the more frustrating part of the experience last right, time.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I think that he just, I, I think he didn't anticipate things like uh, queuing and, and stuff like that, where uh, you're going to want to show up to, if you want to go to a panel you're probably not the only one who wants to go to that panel so you were going to want to uh, show up to that panel anywhere from 1 to 2 hours beforehand depending on w- the anti- anticipated popularity of said panel so gotcha. uh, you know go, go get go get into what my wife and i call the quayway
1: okay right so the way it's spelled right because yeah. queuing makes it sound like to get into the line they're gonna beat you with pool sticks i mean come right, on right <laughs> english but uh wait like Cue, so it's queuing queuing with a q is that english that's that's british english
0: ain't it i don't know i'm not uh <laughs> I'm, I'm not good I'm just, at the at we're the...
1: recording at that time of day again i apologize <laughs> sir
0: finishing up on the the celebration talk is also uh what about uh, dragon con this year is that something you'd be able to do?
1: I could probably do it. I, I don't tend to dig the atmosphere of Dragon Con, personally.
0: So I generally don't make
1: it a point to go to Dragon Con. I've gone a couple of times. Uh, I I went once on a press pass thing uh, to do... I don't even remember what it was, to go to some of the Star Wars panels. I think that was the year that we launched Star Wars Fan Works. So I was on the panel for with the Rise of Nobility folks talking about Star Wars radio dramas. And I've gone and done some you know kind of sit down podcast recordings back in the day with like um uh Chris Hanel back in the day but um i don't know just there's something about the dragon con atmosphere to me that just doesn't it doesn't draw me in like i guess i'm looking for something that's more of a a, a specific to my taste like star wars or something that's more family friendly um, just in general for the atmosphere or i'm looking for something that is less insanely crowded and i know that it's gonna be kind of a shock to my system going if we go to celebration because i'm used to things like con carolinas which isn't nearly as crowded as something like a dragon con would be but i don't know i mean it's it's nearby it's on my radar i just generally say meh when it comes to dragon con
0: well i can tell you uh so i mean it, it is it isn't. It's definitely getting worse, not better. I mean, I'll, I'll just be 100 honest with you. That's on that. that's
1: that's what I'm hearing, and and I'm glad. I mean, look, if I was at DragonCon last year when the people were running around and harassing people about the Continue Legends thing, they would have had to throw me out because I would have laid somebody out, and that's not good. I don't want to be in an environment that gets my anxiety up to the point where I know that's what would happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's yeah, but the the thing is though is like for me because this year what I I did was I'm like you know what. I'm not going anywhere. I'm like I, I showed up this morning until this night. I'm at Star Wars room, and that's where I'm gonna stay. You know, I, I occasionally would leave to um, I would leave to go maybe get some food or go check out the dealer rooms or something else. But
1: and I, by something else he means to pee.
0: Yes, which is actually just the next room over. Anything else?
1: Calling all Star Wars fans! Twin Suns Outpost is officially inviting you to the Twin Suns Expo on June 25th from 11 to 4 at Key Lime Cove Water Park and Resort in Gurney, Illinois. Join us to meet Star Wars Legends Tom Kane, the voice of Yoda in the Clone Wars, and Tim Rose, Admiral Ackbar in Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. This is a free event with free autographs, panels, a 501st presence, and much more. For more information, please visit www.twinsunsoutpost.com or email ericpfeiffer at outpost at gmail.com.
0: All right. Well, before we wrap everything up, I want to go ahead and let you know where you can get in contact with us. You can uh, always hit us up on our email at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com or send us a tweet over at Cloud City Casino. There's also the Cloud City Casino Facebook page. And, of course, you can find us at our home, uh, starwarsreport.com. I am at Morris Isley over on the Twitter. And, Nate, where are the places that you can be found?
1: Well, you can find Star Wars Beyond the Films alongside Cloud City Casino at StarWarsReport.com. You can find the Star Wars Timeline Go, the most comprehensive Star Wars chronology, available anywhere at StarWarsFanWorks.com timeline. Drop the slash timeline. You've got access to some old uh, podcasts and such that I've worked on. And, of course, I have the YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com user slash chrono radio as for those projects feel free to just drop that into your search bar in facebook and you will find a, a page for most of them particularly the star wars timeline goal uh, and star wars beyond the films
0: excellent and of course we uh you know always helps to get our uh go ahead and get our shows when they come out you can just subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice uh we are on itunes tune in and stitcher and while you're there, if you don't mind, just click on over and give us a written review if you don't mind, um, un- unless you didn't care for the show, in which case I don't know why you would be subscribing. But do it anyways. Be positive. Yeah, especially since, Five stars.
1: Especially <laughs> since the last one I think that's on there says how awesome and funny Bruce is, and I'm like...
0: You know, yeah, it's kind of... We've um, we've kind of dried up on our our reviews lately. I don't know what's been going on with that, so... My uh-huh. fault. <laughs> Everyone's like, great. It's Nathan P. Butler. I give is up. My
1: give up.
0: Like, well, I'm done with this. But uh, no, seriously, guys.
1: He's on this one too, son of a
0: <laughs> We just got him off a of Rebels round table. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, well, that's gonna do it for this edition of Cloud City Casino. We appreciate it, scoundrels, and always remember. Let the Wookiee win!
1: Seriously, you're gonna end up like me.